Well, hello, podcast people. It's me, Tommy. I am the host. Welcome to my show. It's going to be a real quick intro here today. I'm pretty psyched for the big football weekend. I wasn't sure how much I was going to care after the Patriots had such a miserable season, but I can't wait to see these games. If you're more into my show for legal, political, and social commentary, I'll get back to all that Brondo has electrolyte stuff some other day. For right now, I want to talk about the NFL games. And it's my podcast, so I'll do what I wanna. Let's go over to the lounge and chit-chat about this big conference championship Sunday. So usually, I would do this show with a guest, but my schedule has been kind of quirky, and I'm recording at a goofy time, hence, no guest. Don't worry, I'm as entertaining as any five people anyway, maybe six. So, the show is still going to be awesome. Speaking of awesome, did you know that TB12 is playing for his 10th trip to the Super Bowl? Oh my goat, how great is that? Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. It's the first game on the slate Sunday. It's actually a rematch. Earlier this season, the Bucks pounded Green Bay 38-10 in Week 6. This is really weird, but in Week 6 this year... Tampa played Green Bay, and Kansas City played Buffalo. Maybe the QAnon folks can look into that. I think they've got some free time about now, right? Anyway, I don't really think either of those Week 6 games are indicative of how this weekend is going to play out. For Tampa, it's not like Coach Bruce has any repeatable processes. Sorry, Arians fans. Coach is going to get a beating on the show today. His teams constantly show up unprepared. They're slow to make adjustments. Tampa may have gotten the best draw in the history of the playoffs. I'm fairly certain that Washington and New Orleans were the only two teams in the tournament that the Bucs could actually beat. As the season was winding down, I was commenting about how Tampa looked like such an easy out, but then they got the gift draw of a lifetime the NFC East, and then playoff Sean Payton? Even Bruce Arians can succeed with that setup. But now Tampa has to play the best team in the NFC, and I fully expect that Coach Bruce is going to have no coherent offensive game plan. And I expect that he'll demand that Bulls rerun the exact same blitz packages that Tampa used in Week 6, as if the Packers' offense won't study and adjust, which is unfortunate because I would give Tampa a legit shot to win if I had any faith at all that Arians could game plan. But I just don't. I mean, Tampa should probably have a plan that features Rojo and a short passing game to sustain drives and keep Rodgers off the field. I know, I know. Some folks like to throw around pejoratives like dink and dunk for that style of offense. And of course, the stats bro retards say that running the ball is a waste of a play. It's weird that none of them have jobs in the NFL, isn't it? Well, sadly, Coach Bruce doesn't seem much smarter than them. And versus the Packers, Arians really needs a game plan that allows his offense to help his defense. I know that Jones was listed as limited participant with a calf injury, but Bruce really needs to give the touches to the more explosive back to the extent that he's healthy. Antonio Brown looks really iffy to play with a knee injury. Gronk looks slow on film. 
Uh, those seam route days are over, but he can still post up smaller players, and he can be a major factor in a run game. Tampa should really lift an old Belichick plan and just try to grind it out, because that Tampa defense ain't going to be stopping shit. We all just saw what Green Bay did to the Rams defense. It didn't matter that Jalen had neutralized Adams for much of the game. Aaron Donald was hurt, and LA couldn't get near Rodgers, so he just turned their lights out. And Tampa doesn't have a Jalen or an Aaron Donald. They're not going to get pressure with their front four. And to the extent that the Bucks fooled Aaron and the Packers with their blitz package in week six, Green Bay is going to be ready this time. And that week six Tampa win is actually kind of misleading on paper. The Bucks had four sacks. Rodgers threw two interceptions. But when you go back and break the tape, you find that Jason Pierre-Paul got Rodgers on a really well-designed stunt. But otherwise, it was Williams missing an easy blitz pickup for a sack. Then on the last play of the half, Rodgers was going to try and hail Mary it from his own 30. I wouldn't put it past him to complete it. The guy's fucking other world. He was dawdling around waiting for people to get downfield and Sue got him. And the fourth sack was actually on Tim Boyle, who came in during garbage time during that game. The interceptions, the first one was really bad. It was a back foot throw on an out that got jumped, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't make a lot of mistakes like that, but he definitely made one there. The second interception went right off of Devontae's hands, and Adams doesn't usually make a lot of mistakes either, but he made one there. I don't think it's really reasonable to expect the same type of outlier mistakes to happen again. I do think it's reasonable to expect Tampa to have no semblance of a plan, start flat, fall behind the tb12 effect will probably kick in and then the bucks will start playing better when tom starts calling the game at the line of scrimmage i expect it's going to be way too little way too late i make this line green bay minus six and a half and i like them to cover at that higher number i would love to be wrong here i mean i'm not a packers fan by any stretch and i'm a huge tom brady honk but i don't really see it happening i mean i guess the packers have had things go off the rails in the nfc championship game before 2014, that incredible Seattle two-minute comeback and then overtime win. In 2016, the Falcons just fucking rocked them. And then last year, the Niners got them. But now, they're home in Lambeau. And while I don't think there's any real advantage in this matchup due to the weather, I do think the Packers at home have a certain intangible mystique. I will be wagering that the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are finally going back to the Super Bowl. And I think they're going to make it look pretty easy with Tampa just getting some cosmetic scores late. Call it Green Bay 32, Tampa 24, so sneak it over the 51. I think the shrewdest plays on the board are Packers to score first, Packers first quarter line, Packers first half line. The late game is Buffalo at Kansas City. The Bills are the better team right now. It's not particularly close, and Buffalo is going to win. Uh, thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Nah, I'm just kidding. If I'm going to add another football podcast to this already fully saturated market, I should definitely drone on and on and on. Game Breakdown, Section 27, Part 2 of Subset D. Why the Chiefs' punt rush is no good. We're not really going to go that deep, but I will say that these teams are going in completely opposite directions. Yes, Kansas City won that week six matchup, but that was forever ago. Buffalo's peaking at the right time. They came out of their bye in week 11, and they have just sizzled. 
I do see the Bills taking criticism for not beating the Ravens more convincingly, which is super weird to me. Baltimore was a damn good team. Bills still won and covered. Buffalo is an ATS machine. They've covered the number for like three months now, with the exception of the wildcard round versus Indy. That Colts power run style was one of the few things that can give Buffalo problems. The Bills should be favored in this game versus Kansas City, regardless of who's going to be playing quarterback. The Chiefs are living on borrowed time. Mahomes, of course, the injury, always a big story. He is not going to be 100%. Between the foot, the concussion, it's not reasonable to think he's going to be full go. I do think he'll play, and anytime he's on the field, KC has a puncher's chance to win, but this is asking just way too much. Uh, The hype has made the expectations completely unreasonable. The narratives about the Chiefs are nowhere near what the Chiefs have been putting on tape, and that's why KC is only covered once in 10 weeks. But squares are all mesmerized, and they just keep betting into the Chiefs. Then we get the talking head commentators acting like teams have to change their entire identity just to have a chance to compete with the oh-so-scary Chiefs. You can't kick a field goal against Kansas City. Need to go for it here. You gotta take some gambles if you're gonna have a chance against Kansas City. And it's all just a giant pant load. It's classic style over substance stuff. Mahomes is mobile, Hill is fast, Kelsey's big, and everyone just loses their fucking minds. You know, Tyreek caught a 75-yard touchdown like four months ago, so obviously it's a given that the Kansas City offense will always get to 30 points. I mean, how often is that actually happening these days? Once in seven games, twice if you include the punt return touchdown against the Dolphins, it's all hype. On the other hand, the Buffalo offense doesn't get anywhere near the credit that they deserve. Brian Dable has really put together something special up there. Also of note, Brian recently declared that he was staying in Buffalo. He's not pursuing any head coaching opportunities at this time. Chiefs also have a popular offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, and he still has his name out there for coaching searches. If you're looking for intangibles, how about the continuity of the Bills this week as opposed to the Chiefs? Kansas City has to put together contingency game plans for Mahomes versus Henny. They don't know what they're going to get from Edwards Hilaire. They're not sure if their OC is on the way out the door. The Bills are on a mission, and they're coming to Arrowhead to kick that ass. It's going to be a real bad day for the paper champs. Yes, I love calling the Chiefs the paper champs. And yes, they remind me of the 90s Favre Packers. Just insanely overhyped. The market always pushing the point spread to places it should never be. And in the end, the alleged dynasty in the making finishes with one fluke Super Bowl win to show for it all. The same thing's happening with the Chiefs. I make this Bills minus four favorites if Mahomes plays and minus seven and a half favorites if it's Henny. Something like Buffalo 31, Kansas City 17. And then me taking obnoxious victory laps on the group chat. Paper champs, you'll have a chance to shut me up on Sunday. Make a fool of me if you can. I mean, I'm still going to walk away with a pallet of cash because I saw what was happening and I've been smart enough to fade the fuck out of the Chiefs. But I guess they can have the last laugh. They won't though. It's going to be Bills versus Packers. Yeehaw!